0: Amplified.
1: Welcome everybody to the Amner Martinez podcast. This is season five. It's official. Twenty 2020, twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Four. No, last year was four. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so man. season five, and um, yeah, we're back. Bigger team. Now we have Abraham Lopez. He's our full-time media producer. Uh, he's off camera right now. Uh, and then we have Isabella Martinez. She's our social media manager, full-time. No, no relation whatsoever. No relation to Abner Martinez. Yeah, no, no <laughs> relation to Amner Martinez. No nepotism, yeah, no going, nepotism on. going on. No nepotism going on. No, you know what? I, I wanna, I'll want i talk <laughs> about that at some point. Um. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and then you and i uh we're we're still on on board uh anyways season five we're coming back um and i'm embarking in this anyways let me ask you first what's been what's up with you like you just got back from mexico yeah not a whole lot has happened uh you got married
2: I was going to say I got married, <laughs> asshole. Now, now I look like. Yeah. <laughs> now I look like you yeah. Like I didn't, like I forgot mm-hmm. I got married. Yeah. Now I got married. Yeah. Um, my wife and I are expecting a baby. Yeah. That's wild. So be on the lookout for a baby that's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a baby after June that's an asshole. That's pro- your baby. Probably my baby. Yeah.
1: All right, but that's uh, this is a new chapter in your life. Yeah, you think it's gonna it's, it's probably gonna make you uh, more uh, in touch with humanity. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think so. For sure. Yeah, you're happy about it. Yeah, I'm but, very happy. Yeah, duh. Uh, and you just got back from Mexico. You've been like uh, Hawaii, Mexico. Yeah, I've been uh, moving moving around a lot. Been traveling.
2: Traveling. Doing uh, the thing. You're going to quit, DJ? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be an influencer. Ah, yes. I influenced, yeah. like, three people <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You've influenced three people? Three people, yeah. I think I got, like, maybe one person to think about
1: going to Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> nice.
2: Nice. Yeah. The traveling
1: uh, companies are going to start hitting you up. Yeah. Very soon.
2: I, 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 I even had an idea about... Mm. I was like, I was looking at that little town. I was like, huh, I need to
1: bring American people here. Huh? So you want to buy land now in Hawaii? What a What a What a yeah, just groundbreaking land. idea. No, nobody thinks about that.
2: No, it. no, not in Hawaii, in Mexico.
1: Still, same thing. Yeah, everybody thinks think, about that. Can you? I wanted. I wanna, I wanna,
2: <clears throat> no, like this is very unique. It's like, uh, I wanted to gentrify. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it very expensive for the locals to live there. a <laughs> small town. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm
1: not doing that. But it is a problem, I guess. Yeah. It's a big problem. So you're doing serious things. You're doing grown-up stuff. You got married. Right. That's grown-up stuff. Right. you having a baby. That's grown-up stuff. Grown stuff. You have a full-time job. Yeah. that's uh, That's grown-up stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you quitting DJing? Yeah, that's grown up stuff. Yes. Um, you're growing up. Yeah. So why? Right why in this, front of her our eyes. This, why is why is this episode <laughs> nice about me? You're trying <laughs> to catch people oh, up okay, with what okay, you've been okay, up okay, to. Okay, right. So what about you, man? So you? But wait, one last thing. But what about you? You're gonna do uh, like a goodbye tour for your DJing. No, I'm tell not. Them, tell everybody. I'm not doing about any that. any of that shit. <laughs> I'm not
2: doing any of that. I don't be like, "Oh man, yeah. good run." Um, yeah.
1: No, I don't give a shit. You, kinda you just don't like my at, my two. ideas of like doing like one last time with DJ Zan. No, no, not at all. I
2: just want to like quietly, kind of like that Mootis thing. Quietly, uh, fuck Vanish, off. Vanish, yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck <laughs> off into the <laughs> night. Yeah.
1: Quietly, very quietly. <clears throat> all right. What about you? we have been i mean i think uh uh just been working mm. working growing the company losing uh, hair losing hair
2: <laughs> getting a shinier fucking yeah. crack. my forehead just keeps on getting like shinier and shinier. yeah 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 it's hurting my eyes a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what I, to do yeah that's I, the reason I'm why i got
1: transitions maybe i knew i was going to be in here yeah yeah <laughs> so I caught myself watching this video of, like, somebody putting on a toupee. A toupee. You know those videos? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw the whole thing, and I was like. You ran into know. it, or you looked it up? <laughs> no, I ran into it. So, like, even the algorithm knows or something, yeah, like, you know? Okay, maybe this fuck won't want. So. Yeah, I'm getting, you know. Uh, um,
2: if you stop stuff. uploading selfies, it'll stop Yeah. <laughs>
1: So that's what it's losing hair and just kind of keep on uh, uh, growing the business. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, amplified. So that's another, this 2023, we're coming back. It's serious now, serious business. Um, And so I'm embarking in this conversation, or or like I want to dive in in the next few episodes with people that are in the DEI conversation which and i'm getting like educated it's like 101 so that's why my my next few guests is going to be a lot of conversation about dei diversity equity and inclusion Uh and our first guest is audrey kenneth she is the director of diversity equity and inclusion i have to look because i kept on messing up on the inclusive inclusion part i i uh i kept saying inclusivity but it's inclusion, inclusion. so that's kind of what you know d e i to me started kind of coming up in around my head like two years ago maybe you know and i, I was like what's d e i so so i was yeah, like if i, I, I don't know people
2: especially on linkedin
1: mm-hmm yeah i'm like oh okay DEI. I yes. have to look it up right so if i don't know you know how can we expect for people that uh You we want to change their hearts and minds. How can they know if they if we don't even know? So then, so that's why this is my, um, uh, something that I want to do is like kind of explore this conversation with people that are doing it. That's their job to to um, yeah, that's their literal 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 role. Mm -hmm. Uh, and our experts on it. So now, like, there's
2: companies that have. Yes, a DEI person. Yes, that's that's their period yeah. in charge of. And
1: she works for the city of West Des Moines. Okay, so the city of West Des Moines hired her. Um, like Hi V has a, a director of uh, DEI. You know, the big corporations, the smart companies are, are are they know that they have to invest into this. So, we talked uh, with Audrey about the dynamics and the. Uh, of society of how there's push on both sides, you know, um, wokeness, whatever that is. I don't use that word, I, I swear woke or wokeness. How it's being weaponized and how it's been tagged to DEI, and how you know, oh, okay, yeah. So it's just a it's, just, it's a it's a uh, uh, it's, a, fucked it's up. a yeah. It's a conversation that I think it's necessary because, um. No, I mean, th- that's why I even on the on, on my conversation with her, I was like, what is DEI? Mm. You know, what are those three letters mean? But after I spoke with her, you know, I'm realizing that this is not a three-letter thing. This is more about uh, philosophy. And she, she breaks it down clearly. Um, but one of the things that I took away is that she said um, – what is it to be fully human like she it, 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 and I'll give you her 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 bio here in a second, but um so if if you break down this d e i and all this stuff to that question, I think that's a good like starting point um so Audrey came in and spoke with me um and I think this conversation is important because. You know, when you're in a workplace, especially in the workplace and in society, you do want to feel like, not extra special or more important, but just at least well, that you... me
2: personally, at least in the workplace. <laughs>
1: at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I
2: don't care, like, whatever goes mm-hmm. on outside, but at least in the workplace, I want to, I don't know, I don't want to feel like, uh, oh, yeah, that's that dude, uh, mm-hmm you
1: I don't want to feel excluded. Excluded, yeah. I
2: also don't want to be included. <laughs> <You> know, but,
1: <laughs> but that's another
2: conversation. Yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> I don't want to be included too much. <laughs> <laughs> Just Shoot don't, me don't exclude everything. me. <laughs> let let me choose uh, let me what, what I get to be included. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah so, <clears throat> um, that's you know, I think it's an important conversation because, um. There's legislation getting passed through. Uh, You know, obviously politicians are, you know, it's like red meat to their constituents and, you know, saying, oh, look how uh, I'm being conservative and look how I'm being uh, um, uh, protecting you and your children. But in reality, it's it's uh, uh, it's affecting people in, in, in real ways. And and the people that they pretend to be protecting is not really about the people that think they're protecting.
2: Well, I think it's kind of funny that uh, there's a lot of people that don't want the government in your life, Mm -hmm. but then when it suits them, they want the government in your life.
1: They're inconsistent. So that
2: DEI, whether you agree with it or not, it's a a private investment. Yeah. Who gives a shit? You know, if if a company decides to make the investment and Mm -hmm. and have that type of environment for their employees... You know, whether you agree or not, then who, who cares? It's mm. a private decision. It's a right. decision of a private company.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, let them do it. And if you kind of want to have a toxic environment, you want to be assholes in the office, then do that too. And then you see what it looks be, like. Yeah, and then people can choose, you mm-hmm. know. Some people like toxic environments. Mm. Some people thrive in that. Mm. Let them be in there, you mm-hmm. know. And, and the people that want to, you know, a friendlier, more, you know, amicable environment make them let them make those investments yeah and uh don't criticize just
1: i was talking to uh joshua Barr yesterday too and there's and also with audrey we talk a little bit about it is there's a financial aspect to this that that uh you know smart institutions and smart organizations know you know that it's it's there's a financial aspect to it so uh, the better you are, the more inclusive the more uh, 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 conscious you are about the workplace and where in, in, in um, your organization is it it's a financial reward for you you just right, have to invest uh, in it in the beginning I well, know
2: that that uh, for instance demographics change mm-hmm. and so and, you know inclusion it's become part of your... You know your calculations, whatever the hell. You mm-hmm, know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you need to, you, you know, not uh, you don't. You, you need to not to exclude demographics from from yeah. benefiting from your business and vice versa. Yes. Uh so they know that they that it's a calculated decision. Yeah, it's a business decision to yeah. be, you know, to have the diversity,
1: uh, equity, equity and inclusion. Yeah. So. That's what it's gonna be, uh, 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 you know. That's the kind of conversation because it's not black and white. It's not uh you know, three letters. You know, it's it's more to it. You know, is what is it to be human? And that's kind of one of my takeaways. But Audrey is so, uh, uh, they're so. She's so intelligent. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So right now she's a director uh, of diversity, equity, and inclusion of the city of West Des Moines. Um, She's won awards. Uh, She's originally from Denver. Uh, She went to the University of Dubuque. Uh, She has a bachelor's in elementary education and philosophy. She has a master's of education with a certificate in social education. Uh, She's currently finishing her second master's in community and regional planning at Iowa State University. Uh, Let's see. uh, She's... uh, She's won several awards, including the 2021 College of Human Science Outstanding Young Professional Award, the Martin Luther King Jr. Advancing One Community Award, the 2017 Award for Inclusive Excellence in 2015, um, the College of Design Academic Advising Award, and several others. Nice. Yeah. she's. Uh, she was the... Um, She's an active member of the community and serves in an advisory board member with the Story County Community Foundation. And she's the member of the Ames NAACP and member of Friendship Baptist Church. How unaccomplished do you feel?
2: <laughs> I was going to say that, that I'd never heard of so many awards.
1: Mm-hmm. I never had any aspirations. Yeah. I won the uh, most promising JV. In wrestling, <laughs> that's my award. Ooh, wow, that wow. Says, that's it, but that's it, that's uh It's, uh,
2: it's kind of like one of those uh, participation trophies. Yeah It's promising, yeah. <laughs> you can say that about anybody,
1: but I still have it. <laughs> you won the French. You won a French you, a competition in in uh, French. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, yeah, yeah. proud of that. I'm very proud. Yeah, exactly okay. me too. Of My promo no, I actually JV. beat others to to get it. <laughs> I I did too. I was very promising. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I have a plaque so just but it just goes to show like she's uh, uh, uh we talked about philosophy and what um drives her. What um you know, cuz this type of work, man, it's very draining because you it's it's you're you're swimming against the current. You know, because society is, you know, there's a pushback on all this conversation of diversity. We need more and philosophy. Yes, she's we need a Philosophy in elementary. Yeah, she's a thinker, man. Yeah. Like the city of West Des is lucky to have. Like she is, fits perfectly for this role. So I hope everybody enjoys the conversation as much as I did. Uh, and obviously, thank you to Audrey Kennis for making time for us. And, uh, yeah, this is Audrey Kennes on the Amner Martinez podcast. <laughs> um, so you're in the middle of the DEI conversation, mm-hmm. which is, it's, it's such a, you know, three letters, yeah. diversity, yeah. Equity, equity, and inclusive, inclusivity, Inclusi- inclusion. inclusion, but inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So, but there's so much more to this, yeah. you know, so, um, I'm kind of wanting to explore this conversation yeah. more with the people that are doing it, but what is it to you? What is this yeah. three letters? That
3: what does this mean? And I'll be honest, there's more than three letters. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's ever evolving. You know, yeah. it, It's like there's D, E, I, A, accessibility. There's B, belonging. Mm-hmm. And again, as we're really exploring what it means to be fully human. I think people are are toying around with words to really get at the essence of our humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Like m- the most human thing for me is to feel like I belong.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
3: The most human thing is to want to feel included, right? And so we're trying to get at this, 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 this very natural, but doesn't always occur, right? Phenomena of what it means to mm-hmm. be fully human and fully recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's a fascinating conversation right now. You know, it's been since the creation of time. So one thing I have to remind people is that this is not a new conversation. Mm. You know, it's probably newer for some to be talking about these elements, but diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, belonging, all of this has been around since the creation of our existence, Mm. right? And so, again, it's a condition of our humanness. Um, So, yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, and I always tell folks, we are all represented within that acronym.
0: Mm. Like
3: we can all find ourselves or should be able to find ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been, um, I've been perplexed in, in recent, I would say years and weeks, especially on how we're trying to, uh, kind of distort what this means mm-hmm. right we're we're talking about it being divisive right inclusion isn't divisive mm-hmm. right no. that's counterproductive and so i think we have to um take back the narrative almost in a way and and help mm-hmm. folks to see where they're reflected within that acronym
1: and and not to take this conversation too far off into this but is it possible that some of this so the dei conversation um some people are kind of uh tagging it a little bit to woke or wokeness oh, yeah. with I don't know what that yeah. means but <laughs> but and then weaponizing it is that is that an extension of of Dei or therefore they're making it into an extension of it I
3: think we're trying to we're trying to confirm these two things, right? Mm-hmm. And again, and it is in a way, right? We want to be conscious, right? right? And so when we talk about woke, what mm-hmm. does woke mean, yeah. right? Like, like, let's really define what we're saying when mm-hmm. people are saying we want to be woke. We want to be conscious instead of disconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine most of us want to have a level of awareness or consciousness mm-hmm. as we're moving about the world, right? Yeah. As we're engaging with people, people across difference, there needs to be a level of consciousness of ourselves but also of others. Uh, and so we've, we've kind of put it with this this uh, term wokeness, right? Mm-hmm. And we try to put negative connotations on it. But in all actuality, there's nothing negative about being mm-hmm. aware, right? Now, we can try to say woke is what it is, right? And people can try to uh, uh, disparage the term however they may choose. Um, but I think what we're really trying to get to is a level of awareness. Yeah. Um, and again, awareness isn't divisive.
1: Which, by the way, I don't use it because it's been right. put in such a so I I prefer the, you know being conscious or I aware, aware, um, because there's now in the you know eco chamber of media, social media, and yeah. cable news and all that stuff. That word is is out there and mm-hmm. and it's starting to feel like a negative thing, yeah. um,
3: just like DEI, right? Right? <laughs> like yeah, we're, we're creating laws and legislation mm-hmm. to not talk about diversity like mm-hmm. that's not how do you not talk about something that is mm-hmm. right that's like saying we're not going to talk about the universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just is a byproduct of existence mm-hmm. like that I, it just doesn't make sense we can't restrict something that are already naturally is um, but again it's it's interesting to see how this is kind of being pushed and I think there is some legitimacy on all sides right mm-hmm. we have to be able to kind of come back and listen like where is maybe the misunderstandings or how are people mischaracterizing what inclusion looks like or what diversity Mm -hmm. means and why do people feel left out?
1: So this is, uh, we're going to take it DEI 101 because to be honest, I started hearing the word, the three letters Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe two years ago. Okay. So um, and I'm supposed to be in this uh, field where I uh, I feel like I should know more of this and you know be stronger about it. Mm. So I'm like, if I don't know, right. then how do I expect everyone you know, else to know? The mm. HR manager or the mm. CEO mm. of this corporation to know. Um, so DEI, uh, when when. As from your experience when did you started to like hear the conversation what what was the biggest impact I know that George Floyd yeah. murder was a big um awakening awakening part right. but tell me a little bit more about when did you hear these first three letters and and how has it evolved and what what is it for somebody that has never heard of it
3: Yeah listen that's a great question because I think everyone's trying to make sense of like this these terms that kind of mm-hmm. just emerged um you know I first you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint when I first heard the acronym, right, like DEI, but I've mm-hmm. always worked generally in a space of education. Okay. So my background is education, um, higher education, particularly my background is also philosophy. Okay. And so really, I started grappling with these terms, I would say. Um, really as a child, like mm. this goes back to my lived experience growing up. I had a father who was born before the Great Depression. Like mm. how many people of my age
1: could Well, see that, right? yeah.
3: Um, and so watching his life, and then I had a mother who, you know, was a child of the 60s and the civil rights movement, mm. and I'm watching these two different generations try to make sense of their existence. Mm-hmm. And so we would talk about these issues in ways, right? We didn't use the term diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we were talking about our, our humanness, our existence, right? What does it mean to walk through life, you know, with all these intersecting identities, right? My father who, you know, again, was born, you know, during the depression, before the depression, mm-hmm. had all these kind of austerity ways, of looking at the world, very frugal. And like mm-hmm. that was, all these things impacted the way he moved. And he internalized a lot of racism or mm-hmm. oppression, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching how it impacted his mental health. It impacted his role even as a father, um, as, as what he would have perceived as a leader within the house, um, my mother. And so it was always this healthy tension in my house. (laughs) And so I was always like watching this going, how can they come, you know, both identified as black, you know, two black parents, you know, in one household and have very different opinions of the world. Um, and so I was trying to make sense of it. And, you know, I went to college and, and I, I, I was majoring in philosophy and elementary education and we weren't really calling this, this, but we would talk about social justice, right? We didn't have that term at that time, at least, uh, of DEI, but mm-hmm. we we're talking about what is social justice? Mm-hmm. What is justice mm-hmm. like? You know, we're reading Plato and many other mm-hmm. philosophers, so I'm trying to make sense of justice and morality and equality and, like, what does this all mean? Um, and so it wasn't until I went to, I would say, I, I got my first job. I was working in, in education and recruitment, and I started pursuing my master's in education, and this is where, really, we started having these conversations, mm-hmm at a graduate level around what it means to define culture. What does identity look like? What does education look like? You know, how do you create culturally responsive education? Um, And so in order to get to those places, we have to talk about the diverse identities that are in a space, right? And as we talk about those diverse identities, how do we ensure that everyone feels included in that, Mm. in that conversation and also sees themselves reflected in the curriculum, you know? And so as you're talking about these, these concepts, um, that's where kind of some of these terms start to emerge. And then there's a lot of scholarship. You know, we talk about uh, critical race theory, right? Lat-crit, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, queer-crit. I mean, there's all sorts of theories that are out there that you're kind of grappling with. And that's what you do in education, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to make sense of kind of these abstract concepts. But I would say overall, you know, really it it comes down to something very basic. You know, it can get very abstract, but it's very basic. I see. Uh, and really, it's just about our differences, right? Mm. And similarities and commonalities, right? So we're looking at what are some of the your different experiences that impact the way that you move the world, right? And then where are the, some of those similarities or those entry points where we can find common interest, right? And then how do we make sense of all this together? Mm. Because you, we, we have the shared community. Mm. Yes. And so how do we live It's
1: together? hard to understand it. I'm think I'm I just kind of go from it from my point of view if it's hard for me <laughs> then uh, but some people say it's it's the uh, it's their jo- it's the job of the corporate is the job of the of the person of the historically oppressor to yeah. make the changes so sometimes there's a there's there's more to that
3: and that's a complicated conversation, mm-hmm. right? right. And, and it is. I always tell people just by virtue of my identities doesn't mean I'm going to understand these
1: Right. Things.
3: And I think there is this this assumption that, you know, as a black woman, you understand everything related mm-hmm. to DEI. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yeah. I don't. Yes. I got the same education everyone else got. Yes. Right? So if they don't know, I probably don't know mm-hmm. either. I may be experiencing things that I can't always name, mm. right? And that's the beauty of education. It's liberating, right? Because mm-hmm. now I can name I'm feeling. I'm experiencing. I'm seeing something that I can't always name. And once I have the power to name it, I can then interrupt it, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can learn from it, right? Or I can, I can address it, or I can heal from it, right? There's a like healing. There
1: needs to be like a willingness too, right? There needs to be. The, there's two parties. Yeah. Let's say. There needs to be the one that identifies mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that is speaking out of this uh 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 situation, and then the other party right. needs to be also open minded to right. understand it and and wanna engage in at least a conversation because in the outer kind of uh, um you know uh communications out in the world mm-hmm. uh you know there's pushback yeah. So there's not a whole, like, society is not really, like, embracing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we see the um, recent uh, uh, bills that are being passed here in, in Iowa yeah. against the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Uh, the uh, stoppage, or I don't know what to, the uh, critical race theory yeah, in yeah. the school systems. Yeah.
3: Um, House felt uh 802 right Mm. where you can't talk about systemic racism and sexism right yes so so right we're creating legislation around people's feelings which is Mm. fascinating i don't know if people really like sat down and looked at that like about feelings right like if i feel uncomfortable Uh, we can't talk about something yes that's life everything's going to be uncomfortable at some point and that's where growth happens but so
1: why why do you think that i mean I guess maybe that's not the question but is there is right there's like this two forces mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this uh um uh one side is uh this consciousness mm-hmm. uh, uh this awareness of of, of historically oppressed groups you know, women LGBTQ uh uh black and brown right, right, asian our disability community all right. oh, so so there's this push of 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 you know give us a um, a seat at the table type mm-hmm. com- conversation. And then there's this other of like, no, let's not talk about this uh in the schools. Mm. No, let's not do this. Mm. I don't even know if there's a question there, but yeah. uh I'm trying to understand uh why how why two these two forces. Yeah. Right?
3: Why do we have varying opinions? And you yeah. know, that's a that's a fascinating question. And I'll be honest, I'm the kind of person I I, I have to understand both sides of the argument.
0: Right?
3: Uh-huh. Um and so I watch... And I watch all kinds of news, but I watch CNN, I Uh watch Fox News. I read comments on both because I'm trying to understand where are we at, right? Where is our our consciousness, our stream of of thinking? Um, And it's interesting because I think we're having two different conversations. Mm. And I think that's where people are getting lost, Uh right? There's two different conversations. We're speaking two different languages and we're expecting each other to understand and just be able to meet each other where we're at. Um, But I think we have to step back, you know, and one, you know, I always say we first have to understand history, which there's been some pushback on history right now, right? Like, oh, we don't, you know, it can make people uncomfortable. But we have to, like, that's what we do. That's what we owe ourselves. We owe our children. We owe our communities. Um, And it's not to make people feel bad about anything. None of us were probably here when a lot of the concepts Uh and the historical things we're talking about were happening. However, It's important for us to understand why people feel maybe disenfranchised Mm. or, you know, why some people feel left out of the conversation. If I don't understand a history of, of, you know, um, um, exclusion, right, like I don't understand the history of segregation, then I don't understand why people feel like, you know, I want to have access to certain spaces, right, or I feel like I should be at the table if I've been historically excluded, right? So I can't make sense of that if I don't know that's a history, right, or that was a thing. And so it really does start just basic at the sheer basics of us getting a understanding of history and not just our own history. That's something I always try to push on and share with others is, you know, it's one thing for me to learn about, you know, women's history or African-American history, but I need to know the history of others. Mm -hmm. That's so important because we're having different conversations Mm -hmm. and we need to be able to take this to a, a basic level to be able to understand, like, what are you really talking about? because we can't always name what we're really talking about, but we're experiencing it, right? Or we've seen it, or, you know, kind of the residual effects are still present. And that's really kind of what brought me to this conversation. I would say I'm from Denver, Colorado. Um, And so as I was watching the fabric of the city, like transform at lightning speed, right? Most times you kind of see it gradually over time. Mm -hmm. The city transitioned in like a 10-year time frame. So I'm going back every six months, every year. And I'm going, something's happening here, right? And people are starting to talk about, you know, being displaced and gentrification, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so we can't always name it, but that was able to help me say, ah, oh, there's something happening here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm being pushed out of my community, right? I don't know how to name why it's happening, but it's happening, right? Or, or you know, folks are coming in and saying, well, we want to be a part of a new community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to invest in, and add resources to it. Um, but then some folks are feeling like, but. Maybe you haven't always been here. So, what makes you feel like you should be? And so, we just got to, I think, come back to the basics and just be able to have a conversation with each other and and be able to hear both sides. And I think sometimes this conversation gets very elitist.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, and so that's the other part I have to be careful of because we could start talking, you know, in this very like, high level theoretical conversations. Again, and that's my privilege. Mm-hmm. I got to own my own privilege. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to go to college and get advanced degrees. And, and, and again, not everyone has had that. So I need to be able to have this conversation at a level that we all can engage. In.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you know, folks are like, well, it's your job and it's my job or it's mm-hmm. their job. And not, it's all our job, right? We all are here and have a responsibility.
1: So I've noticed that um, a lot of people that are in this space um, are, uh, we're, I, I'll say we, because we have to be politically correct, I guess, or, or um, someone told me once, uh, you can get invited to the table, but... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Will you get invited again? <laughs> <laughs> That's real. So you gotta. Sometimes it feels like you gotta tiptoe around some of the conversations, mm. um, and kind of have a positive and philosophical kind of mm. you know approach to it. So then people don't get too Threat- uncomfortable or threatened. Yeah. Um, and that comes with energy, you yeah. know. Um, and when you see um, that big push, because it's fairly big i mean l- when legislation happens that's big pushback it's not just you know where do you get your drive your drive from like where's the energy come from because you know i'm sure there's people that just kind of feel hopeless you know yeah sometimes yeah. you know
3: and you know i've been reading articles and I, I you know i read the register pretty frequently and there was a family that's talking about leaving the state right they're going mm-hmm. to minnesota right? Oh. which is tragic we don't want to lose people um but we do have to have a real conversation i think um about how to engage in this conversation and, again, how to understand that everybody has the right to be able to live their life and have self-determination. Like, we don't get to decide what your humanity looks like. I didn't create you. I don't have that much power. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really interesting. Um, But I think, uh, back to your point, is how do you have that conversation? I think we have to have it honestly. Honestly. But with compassion, and I say it's always most importantly it has to be rooted in love. Like, where am I having this conversation from? Is it from a place of anger, uh-huh. resentment, or is it from a place of I see your value, I see your humanity, and so I want to invite you in, right? Instead of making you feel like you're excluded. We got to invite everyone into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody has an opinion. Now, it's not always knowledge, there's a difference between opinion and knowledge. But everyone still has an opinion that matters.
1: And I think people don't understand, just in from the economic point of view. Like you said, for example, this family that's leaving mm-hmm. to Minnesota—that's not good for.
3: No, that's not good for business.
1: That's not good for business. that's
3: not good for us, right? Mm-hmm. We're losing people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, states and cities—they want more people.
3: <laughs> you know, that's kind of that's kind of the goal. Uh, right? we, yeah. we want smart growth, uh-huh. right? Um, And so it is, it's, it's hard when it's like, okay, well, we're, we're, we're talking about people's lives, right? We're creating, you know, uh, legislation that impacts people's everyday lives. And, and have we had a chance to have a conversation with the people who it impacts? And that's where I'm trying to change this conversation Mm -hmm. because often we do. And this is, you know, on all sides, right? And this isn't just, you know, Republicans or Democrats or independent, But we're often making decisions about people's lives without inviting people to the table Mm -hmm. to help us be more informed about what that means, right? Um, And so, you know, that's my hope is that we can kind of shift this and just be able to hear from the folks it's impacting, Right. But we often take this very paternalistic approach to life, you know, and that's even as a parent. You know, I dictate to my kids what <laughs> their day is going to look mm-hmm. like, right, yeah. what you're going to eat. And so we kind of get used to that.
1: Like, I get to just dictate. Mm-hmm. Um, but
3: really what we want to do is be able to invite folks in and, and create a meal together yeah. instead of me dictating the meal.
1: So in the job that you have, um, Director mm-hmm. of Diversity, 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 Equity, and, and Inclusive, and in- and inclusive yeah inclusion inclusion it's inclusive go ahead I'm I'm rolling um I mean uh tell me a little bit about what your experience is Mm -hmm. uh Joshua Barr wrote an article uh in the business record and it's an amazing article but one of the things that I took away from is the uh constructive tension I think he Mm -hmm. calls it Mm -hmm. so do you run into that a lot I mean do is that something that
3: Right. It's real. Right. Mm-hmm. And there has to be this constructive, like almost like tension or or even <laughs> as we talk about this term, like cognitive dissonance, where you come to something, you're like, wait, huh, I believe one thing, but that doesn't match up with what I'm seeing. And how do I make sense of this?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Or I'm feeling something and I it doesn't feel right. What do I do with this? Right. And sometimes you need that constructive tension. Um, but, you know, listen, I'm. I'm going to say first and foremost, and I've only had the chance to meet with with Joshua uh, uh, twice, I believe, and he's a phenomenal individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to say, he has helped set a blueprint for us here, at least within Central Iowa, of right. like, how do you do this, and right, how do you pull people in? I, I he had an initiative, what is it called? Um, uh, bridges, right? Building I bridges, think so, yeah. Or, uh, uh, or, or See at the table. I can't remember what the initiative was called, but right, just inviting people into your home, mm-hmm. right? Let's just have a conversation. Like I want you to see how I live. I think
1: literally making like breaking bread. Breaking had bread. That's had what it's called. Thank uh, you. Breaking bread. Had them eat and tell each right. other. Just tell uh, me your story,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? Because we all have one, and when we stop listening to each other's stories, right, or disregarding someone's lived experience, right, this is where we start to see the tension happen. We just got to break bread, right, and just come together and be in each other's environments to better understand it. But no, I I think it is important, you know, as I've been in my role now for only a year and a half, so I'm still new here, Mm -hmm. right, with the city of West Des Moines. And I will tell you, I I applaud our city um, for having the courage to move forward with the role. So it's not even about me, but it's the role. And I think it says something to where we want to go and where we're trying to go. Um, I applaud my city manager, Tom Haddon, who's always kind of pushed, like, okay, we're going to keep Pushing forward, right? Um, and our elected officials were saying, okay, we're going to invest resources behind this, right? And we're trying to make sense of what this means for us as a city. Because I think tr- historically, um, cities have been very kind of transactional, right? We provide services to the uh-huh. community. Um, and so that's what we do, but it's very transactional. When people think of the city, it's like, oh, I got to go pay a bill, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's usually not like, <coughs> oh, I think really great things of my city, right? Or, or my city hall. Um, but we're really trying to move to be more relational. So it's not just about the transaction,
1: right? Like a mindset.
3: Yeah, right? Like who are we serving, right? Mm -hmm. How are we ensuring that our our built environment is as accessible as possible to the residents we serve, right? And no one's losing by being more accessible, right? It may cost a little more on the front end, but everyone benefits right? because we can all participate.
1: Eventually. It's more like an investment. It is. You invest and then in the long run it it pays for itself or then there's there's
3: a Return in investment, mm-hmm. right? There are dividends. And so in, until we, when we can start, you know, I would say, and I wouldn't say even start because our city's been doing it. Um, but, you know, I, I will say there's still a lot of work to be made, right? And so you, you have folks, and I, I think in a lot of roles, who say this is a priority um, or we see the value in this. But then we have to do a better job telling the story of why.
1: Is your job stressful? I mean, I, ha- I, of course <laughs> <not. It's easy. laughs> cause I was the, uh, operations manager for my last employer before I started working yeah. or started my own company. And, uh, yeah, there were days where I was like at three in the morning trying to figure out what I was going to tell my team so they could buy into what, I, you know, right. me even, right. uh, and it was very stressful because they were not buying in, I, I, you know, turned on me almost, <laughs> <laughs> we were homies. we were coworkers, um, and you know, I trained a couple of them and hired a couple of them and uh and then when I got that job uh, as operations manager, it was like night and day right, right like God yeah. like started turning on me and you know.
3: the administration now right?
1: yes, and then, um, you're like, no, so I'm
3: just your colleague, and we work yes, together for you. yes,, yeah.
1: so it was very stressful yeah when 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 uh people don't buy in it's, it's stressful mm. because you're like what what do I have to say what do I have to do where's your like uh uh um what is yeah. tell me more about about the um the hurdles that 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 come about yeah. because I mean you're dealing with you're trying to change minds yeah,
3: which is hard right? yeah, and so really I'm trying to change hearts right and which is hard to do, yeah right? I don't have that power mm. i mean you know I always tell people. Uh, I told uh, my team when I first got here, listen, I don't work for Marvel or DC. <laughs>
0: don't think I'm
3: your Wonder Woman. Or yeah. Superman. I ain't gonna save uh, nobody. Yeah. And I and I have to be honest with people in that way. I think people look and they say, okay, there's this office here now, and it's gonna fix
0: everything. Yeah.
3: I'm an office of, office of 1.25. I got I got an intern, which I appreciate, nice. right? which is great, but. It's a city, right? yes. there are things outside of the, the control of the city that I can't control. Always that I think people will expect, like, "Well, hey, jump in and fix." It. I can't. Uh-huh. I can't. What I can do is facilitate opportunity. That's what my job is. But it is stressful because I think I'm, uh, you know, w- within this role, I'm trying to manage two components. There's the internal dynamics of the organization, right? That's just the city organization. Right? Uh-huh. And then there's the external dynamics, right, which is the broader city. right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you do both and mm-hmm. do it well? And I think we're doing, we're doing pretty good right now, right? Mm-hmm. We're, and, and before we can get into even managing all that, it's just trying to build an infrastructure. Yeah. So, you know, so that, that's the biggest thing right now is just trying to create kind of that, that roadmap of what this infrastructure needs to look like and how to scale it so that it can be successful. Um, so I'm excited to now I'm just going to say this right now so cheap plug. Uh-huh. It's just I finally got a website so, oh, I'm excited. Nice. so okay. I
0: decided. Oh nice. Okay.
3: Finally, have a presence on the city page, um, and my team has been phenomenal. And so that was really a collaborative approach of like, okay, I'm Officer One. I don't know how to build a website.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not what I
3: do, mm-hmm. but I have a great communications and our Parks and Rec department and all the other uh, departments are Human Services that came together and said, listen, we know how important this is. Let's get this moving. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, but it's trying to make sure that people know where to go, right? So internally, where do we go, and externally? Where do we go, right? We have our Human Rights Commission. How do we ensure that we're elevating the voices and uh, the positioning of our human rights, right? Do even people know what human rights are, right? Uh What are the 30 articles of human rights? (laughs) Who can say, even tell you what that is, right? So we just got to do a lot of awareness building, Mm -hmm. right, and education um, um, around what this stuff means. Because I think people are, they're experiencing things. Uh, they know when something maybe doesn't feel right, but we can't always name it. So where are the resources to help connect you? Um and so that's you know, that's one of the biggest stressors is how do I manage all that? Right? How d-
1: how did you feel when you got the job? Was there like uh pressure? Wow. I mean I mean because, you know, uh these are new roles. Oh yeah.
3: And I'm not from here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the biggest pressure. True, and right? that that could be a big uh that's disadvantage a to you because it's a the history of the city right. you know, has its own and in, uh, right. in every city, right? Um, I was talking to Angela Jackson yes. and you know, I asked her the same question. How much pressure does it feel? Because somehow it look they look at you, it right? Looks You're easy. the DEI right. person.
3: She's gonna fix everything. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. I can't mm-hmm. fix everything. Mm-hmm. But I can work with you, right? And this is where it has to be shifted to a community based approach.
0: Mm-hmm. We
3: can fix this together. Right. And that's the biggest thing I'm trying to really, you know, push that message and empower others to recognize we all have power. Mm -hmm. We all have power and we all have agency and the ability to change some of the circumstances, at least within our spheres of influence. And so, again, we may not be able to fix the world, but we can band together Mm -hmm. and start looking at how can we start improving, enhancing at least West Des Moines. Yeah. Um, but you know that is that's that's that was one of the hurdles you know coming in I would say that was a stress is I'm not from here so yeah I was excited <laughs> about the role. <road. laughs> I'm like this here. is great this <laughs> is great but like, I got to now learn the history of this place mm-hmm. right I'm going to so it's not just a job but I got to know the histories of the people that live there I need to learn the history of the city what is the history of our interactions I will say you know <laughs> in the beginning I would go to events you know and try to connect with people and I had a few instances not always but Um, where people, you know, I would say, yeah, you know, I'm the new DI director for West Des Moines. And people go, oh. Mm -hmm. And I I was trying to understand (laughs) what did that mean? Like, why why am I getting that energy? Uh What's this mean? Help me understand. Uh Let's unpack this. Um, But there's a history, right? And so I had to to step back because at first, you know, I was internalizing this. Like, oh, wait, why would they? It's not about me. Yeah. This is not about me. And that's important as well. I have the privilege and the pleasure of serving in this role and i you know i'm a very spiritual person so i just ask god to give me the strength and the power and the direction and guidance of how to create this and bring maybe some some healing and restoration to our community um but a lot of this stuff ain't about me but what i'm going to try to do is let's come together right Mm -hmm. how do we start pulling people together to start talking about what that energy is right like what does that mean, and why are you feeling that way? But we also got to do a deep dive into our own histories. Yeah, and so you know that was important. Is you know I can't just jump in and start doing the work. I got to first find the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build the trust, um, learn the history um, before we can start saying, okay, we're going to change things. because uh-huh. that's why I think we go wrong often. Is we want to just jump in and start doing things without understanding kind of the climate or understanding. Um, the, the feelings within that space.
1: Yeah. And um, one of the conversations that I was having with someone, like hopefully there's a segue here, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, was that some organizations are approaching people like me. I'm not an expert in DEI. Uh, I can only speak for my experience, yeah. my immigrant experience. But you're an expert uh, on that, though. Right. But, like, that's mine. Right. And then, uh, so what? what is happening mm-hmm. is is they're gathering people like me mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, other business owners, and then they, like, give us the information, <laughs> tell us <laughs> wh- what to do. You tell me the answers, right? Yes.
3: Which we got to push back on that a little uh,
1: bit. Yes, I think so. I, I I did it not too long ago, and I felt, I felt like. Exploited? Huh? Exploited? Yes. No, I want to say exploited. I, it, yes, there's a little bit of that and a little bit of, like, uh, yes, explore. I think and or maybe it's explore, tokenized, like, right? You know, yeah, like sometimes like
3: we get tokenized and put in these boxes of, okay, you can help me with this, right? Yeah. We're struggling with our DEI initiatives. I know, you know, Amner, he <laughs> owns a minoritized business. He can tell us the answers. Yes. And again, I think that's the fallacy sometimes in our thinking. It's again, just because I'm a, a person of color doesn't mean that I have all the uh-huh, answers for yes. you. yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, don't tokenize and don't, you know, there, there's that, that, uh, uh, the, the the discussion around the single story narrative mm-hmm. right right um, and sometimes we put people in this box of this single story like oh that's just all you are as a minoritized business owner that's it. let me explain to you what my business does Uh before you just want to exploit my identity right let's Uh, yeah or or, you know maybe even tokenize me let's just talk about how my business can work with your business Mm -hmm. Um, and not in a way that's that again seems disingenuous Mm -hmm. but that is a hard part because I think people want to do better and they don't know where to start so it's just like so
1: they got to make mistakes
3: right right and they're going to and they're going to make mistakes we're going to make mistakes I'm going to make mistakes I keep I keep telling folks that and that's okay right but we got to give enough grace to say okay let me let me just explain to you, like you know, maybe that's not the right approach. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to know more and learn more. But I can't speak for yeah. anyone, right? This isn't my area of expertise. There are experts out there, mm-hmm. done the th- you know done the studying, who who read the theory, who understand some of these very intricate things that are doing it yeah, too, and who are doing the work. Right? There's a lot of practitioners.
1: Yes, which is like their lovely. and that's kind of where I was getting at on the investment part when you said like. Th- there's an investment here Mm -hmm. in the in the front it looks like a cost but it's an investment in the long run it it comes back like just financially it like Mm -hmm. it comes back but um you know so so that's kind of why i felt like you know uh uh, i felt sort of way i don't know exactly but but then i was having conversations with other people and it's like that's maybe they didn't do it on purpose but that's devaluing Mm. Uh, uh, information that that they need, mm-hmm. that they should uh, invest and pay somebody to give them right. this information. Right. Um, because this ain't free, right? So look, like, so so it, it there's this valuable information that that this organization and many want and need and want to reach out and do it, and then they they create this, and then they create another problem for themselves. Like now, you just use me right. <laughs> to right. give you all this information. Which is fine, but I I felt like now I'm undercutting people Mm. that are doing Mm. this work, Mm. you know, that Mm. should be uh, getting, that organization should invest Mm -hmm. on uh, on, on an an expert consultant to help them in their organization. So there was a a few things that I was like, am I really helping here? Mm. And Uh, and
3: again, there's a lot of experiential knowledge. So I will say again, speaking to your experience, Mm. that matters. But I think sometimes, you know, it's like me going to someone and say, hey, you know, I know you do, you know, uh, uh, intellectual property, right? Give me your trade secrets. Yeah. Like, give me your, 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 your IP, mm-hmm. like, who, people would be like, no, I'm not going to just give you my, 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 my secrets <laughs> and my, my patent and, uh, no, you pay for this yeah. stuff. Like, it's patent, and You got to pay to use it. You got to pay to use or tap into my knowledge just like anything else. But I think that is where there's a disconnect. Around kind of DEI, is people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's it's easy and it's free. Like, let, let me just, just ask gather people, some people. Okay, let me just get some, you know, yeah. black, brown, and minoritized and bi folk, BIPOC folk in the space, and they could just tell me what I need mm-hmm. to do. No, it don't work that way.
0: Um,
1: so it's fair to say, to organizations or people that want to uh, really truly dive into this conversation and move it forward, is you need to start reaching out to. Paid services.
3: Well, yeah, I would say. And again, you know, and I, I sometimes give my services for free. So I, you know, uh-huh. I'm not. But again, I get paid by the city, and I support folks. But reach out to experts uh-huh. who are willing to give you that information or pay for it, right? But don't think you get it for free. And uh-huh. I think that's where there's a big disconnect of, oh, I could just get this for free. No, this is knowledge, just like anyone else's knowledge, uh-huh. right? If I'm asking you about stocks and investments, right? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Edward Jones ain't gonna be like, yeah, let me just give this to yeah. you. Like, no. Because you understand the value of their knowledge, mm-hmm. see the value in my knowledge as yes. well, right? And so it, it's just an ethical thing, I would say. Yes, you know, and it gets a little unethical when we just start happen folks in asking for information without giving compensation mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. this is my knowledge mm-hmm. um but you know and there's a toy you know I, I sometimes toy around with and we use this voyeurism and we got to confront that a voyeur is like I just like to take and take right uh-huh. and is there an exchange that's happening right and so that's what we're trying to get to this place of reciprocity right like okay I got knowledge that might be valuable to you Okay, I'll give you that knowledge, but there has to be reciprocity, whether that's compensation right. or you're giving or providing something, but you can't just continue to exploit and take advantage of what I have mm-hmm. and again not build into what I'm trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right. Right. Nobody else would expect that or want that, right? Um and so everybody wants just compensation, right? Yes. Everybody. That's not that's not asking too much.
1: What's the t- the City of West Des Moines doing right? Ooh. So the 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 <laughs> Uh, you know, That's because a great question. Um, I'll tell you why. So you're doing a lot, though. Yes. Lot, right? So I, I uh, uh um you know, I was invited to the uh, black and brown business, business summit yeah. two years ago. And I participated in a pitch competition. And and I almost like when I uh, I was one of the finalists. Mm-hmm. And on the first day, it was at the Athene big building yep. in West Des Moines. And I almost like didn't go in because mm. like the building is such a huge size, and I was like intimidated. Intimidated, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'll use the word Americanized. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. actually, I just became a U.S. citizen Look at you. yesterday officially. Yes, <laughs> <a> big, deal. <laughs> big a deal. Big deal. 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 It's a uh, huge sacrifice that uh, my mom did, and I, and you know, it's it's a long. Uh, it was emotional day, and mm. I'm still feeling some of that mm. today. Even like very happy and glad, and um mm. you know that you know all of her sacrifices yeah. you know you know paid out so yeah. I, I i wanted to honor that moment you know and i shared it with people i usually don't share that much i mean we share yeah. all the business stuff but this one i'm like no i think my mom deserves this yeah you know. oh that's Serbs so beautiful a, yeah, yeah. right so but even so yeah i went to middle school here high school right right you, know, you grew be up here. here yeah so and i was intimidated mm. Not, i didn't uh uh i almost didn't go in mm. uh but when i went in and when i went in i went a little skeptical because you know the, is it just a photo op situation right. is this kind of like just a mm. check box checking the box and stuff and i was uh pleasantly uh proven wrong you know yeah. it was very well done but all not. the panelists i could relate to the panelists they looked like me they talked like yeah. me they you know
3: connected with right right right, we're accessible Mm -hmm. but now so then
1: i was like oh man who's doing all this because yeah and the second day was i was like oh go ahead uh because i did i organized a music festival for like nine years okay and i know what it takes to put an event together and that was their first year and it felt like they were doing it for years right so i was like oh so you know and then they did the DEI uh, awards, yes, which you were the recipient I, yes, of the DEI uh, yeah. uh, uh, leader leader of the year award. leader of the year yeah, award. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I went to that as well, mm-hmm. um, and you know also like let me see. Because listen, they,
3: l- the chamber, mm-hmm. listen, let me tell you about the West Des Moines Chamber. Let me tell you about Angela Franklin as well. Mm-hmm. And again, just Terrence, thank, there are so many incredible people we have in our community. Mm-hmm. And that's where our treasure is.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I think we forget that. Like, folks know what they're doing around here. Even yet, like, we got so many gems in our community that I think sometimes people don't recognize right. when they say, a, a, you know, a prophet's not received in their own backyard, right? Yeah. In their own home. Um, and so this is this is the challenge. Sometimes we got to you know take off the blinders and and be able to see and say, you know, again we got all these incredible folks and talent mm-hmm. right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's
3: invest in folks here. Yes. Instead of feeling like we got to go out here, out to the coast or down. like we got folks right here. Yes. Making With big great moves. minds. I right, making big moves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what is the the city of West Des Moines doing right? Yeah. It, it does seem to be leading uh, the way a little bit. Uh, compared to Des Moines, for example. Oh, um, I've uh, never disparage
3: my, my Des Moines you <laughs> know, brothers <laughs> and sisters at <laughs> college who are doing great work as well, but it's a different dynamic, yes. you know, and so, you know, I have to tell people, don't, you know, it's not a apples to apples. We have different histories, mm-hmm. and that's just where we got to start, right, It's understanding that history. Ur- uh, Des Moines has always been this urbanized space where you have, you know, all these diverse communities, and d- West Des Moines is very diverse as well, you know, and I think that's, that's, Kind of sometimes the thing people don't realize it. like, oh, it's West Des Moines, affluent, you know, a lot mm. of, you know, very white. And th- we're not as homogenous as people think. And so I, I want to say what the, the 2020 census said, we, uh, our residents identified 21, almost 21 percent as non-white.
0: Mm, we're okay. very
3: diverse. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot that we're doing well. I will tell you, there's been a real intentional push to work more collaboratively, at least in my time here. And that's been huge. I'm gonna, you know, I gotta give a shout out again and kudos to to my chamber partners who've been doing great work and really trying to elevate, you know, and just even introduce people to this DEI conversation. Like it, it matters, right? Mm-hmm. There's a benefit to it, right? There's the business case. There's also the moral case, right? Which both are important. Um, and so I think they kind of help prime the the soil. You know, and then you had MIRO come on, and I shouldn't say mine. There was the district, the West Des Moines Community Schools District. Um, there's MIRO. There's other roles throughout these uh, some of the, the corporations and, and businesses in West Des Moines. So there's a synergy that's kind of being built. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, it's to build this very robust, you know, um, um, culture, which is already there. But, like, how do we ensure that everyone is flourishing. Mm-hmm. This is good for business. Right. This is good for our city. Yeah. Like the better our residents do, the better we do. Um and so I think there's just a, a an understanding and a, and a and a recognition I should say that this is this is beneficial to everyone, right? We win, right? And, and West Des Moines has always you know had this kind of this this a mantra of progress.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, like, you know, we're always building, we're always developing, we're always growing, or at least we're always trying to grow, right? And having a healthy, sustainable uh, growth rate. But, you know, in order to do that, the communities are shifting, right? And so how do we ensure that everyone is building and growing and flourishing together? Um, and so I think there's a, a, a willingness to see that. And so I, I would say, one, that's that's been the biggest win, because I don't have to do as much minds and heart shifting right people are, are there mm-hmm. so i don't have to come in and say well y'all pay attention to this because it matters they know it matters. so
1: diversify from the top yeah. that way the minds on the top can right. like spread the, the right the and it kind
3: of there's that trickle down effect as yeah. we talk about right so that's been huge but you know other wins we've had a lot of wins in just this past i, I would say in my my short tenure here um you know we've had programming that we've done uh, like i said we just. Uh, we ins- implemented city, well, and I say citywide, I have to be careful because people are like, wait, all residents? No. <laughs> then the organization, the city organization, we're doing training for all city staff around uh, a lot of these inc- uh, accessibility, belonging, inclusion, you know, and so I think we're, we're starting to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we're building that awareness, and that's been huge. Um, that's a big win, I would say. And we're kicking off something here pretty soon, which is Community Engagement Institute. It will be starting the last week of April, The application goes live today, Um, and so it will be open until April 7th. But it's geared towards um, uh, underrepresented populations. It's a six-week institute once a week, but trying to get folks connected with their local officials, right, meeting with the mayor and your city council folk and and the the department leaders and, and directors and operations and really learning what we do, right, but then also not just learning how the city operates, right, but then also providing us critical, you know, uh, information about how we can better serve our respective communities. And so, you know, just trying to start having a community Mm, right conversation.
1: Let me kind of shift a little bit uh, the conversation. Um, Is it possible to do this job wrong? (laughs) Yes. We miss the mark sometimes. I missed the mark last time when I went to this meeting Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm not helping here. (laughs) um but there are some actors some players that i think do it uh uh well maybe not maybe like are they aware that they do it wrong and this kind of has historical implications you know but for example uh you know there's a, a a person where they uh have the backing of you know politicians and and you know they're uh uh you know friendly with uh the, the police department, which you know not saying that you shouldn't yeah. um but because like the fingers gets pointed at you know only one and only one side of of the problem mm. um and then I'm looking and I'm like, well, but that's not the only problem mm. that's not the only cause of the problem, mm. why not you know? you know, point out the other uh, elements that create this yeah. problem. Um, so in in a way for me, that's kind of wrong, you know, because mm-hmm. now you're just kind of pointing a finger uh, and then that's why everybody else is on your side because, yeah, you're saying what they want to hear.
3: Mm, mm, that's interesting. You know, it, it's a multifaceted challenge. You know, and so, you know, I, I, I'm always careful to be critical of others, but we can be critical. I mean, I think that's important. Constructive feedback, uh-huh. critical feedback yes. is so important, even for myself, you know, uh-huh. like I don't have this all figured out, Yes, right? We're still building something and really we should be building together. Um, so I think we can do it wrong when we get kind of stuck in our own silos uh-huh. and thinking we understand it all, right? Like, oh, it's just this, or it's just that, or that's just the problem. No, this 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 whole social fabric is so multifaceted. Uh Our our you know communities have so many areas for opportunity um, that if we just overlook one area, then again it will still permeate into others, right? And so we got to really kind of take a multifaceted approach, which is hard. Yeah. Um. But I would say there's no just one issue, right? Uh There's no just one like okay, they're just the problem, or you're just the problem, or they're just the problem. No, nah, we all got to do some yes. self-examination, Yeah, to be honest.
1: Um, Who do you check in with? Like, I check in with, like, my wife and my, yeah. you know, my team here. Like, hey, guys, what do you think? Like, I might. please tell me help if me, I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> yes. Help me. Help
3: me, help me, right? Yeah. Like, tell me what I don't know yeah. um, or how I missed the mark. You know, that's a good question. I have a, a small team of folk that, that I'm near and dear to. Um, I, you know, I came from Iowa State before coming down to West Des Moines, and so, Listen, I have a band of sisters there that I check in with. Uh-huh. Like they are my rock, um, and so I, you know, I have to make calls pretty frequent. Going like, listen, this is what I'm I'm hearing, or this yes. is what I'm experiencing, what I'm dealing with. Give me some insight. Tell me where I'm wrong, or how am I not seeing all the pieces? Um, but you got to have honest people in your life. You know, I'll tell you, I got an incredible brother. Um, listen, I'll tell you my my guy. You know, I call him the young prophet, Dr. Dow Jock. Like, okay. You know, sometimes I will check in with Dow. Like, listen, Dow, give me some insight. Which the man, this and that's I'm telling you, y'all. Better y'all better get ready and buckle your seats.
1: I um, I, I need to meet him.
3: Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um. But again, a person with so much love and compassion. I think that's where you know we get it wrong when we aren't you know having an honest conversation with ourselves and with others. Yes. And so you got to have folks that you check in with. But, you know, my, I would say my band of sisters, that's my rock. It's
1: not like about doubting yourself, but like question yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's not, like yeah. wonder, like, wait, right. am I doing this right? right.
3: But you do. We got to take critical feedback. cause And uh-huh. you have to be honest. You know, going back to philosophy, like yeah. whenever I think I know all the answers, that's what I'm messing up. Yes. Right, right? When I feel like I, I know everything that there is to know, that's when I'm failing. But when you understand that you don't have all the answers, and that there are so many other peop- people who have pieces to this puzzle. You gotta pull them in. That's when we can grow together. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think it, it, it is. It's a challenge, but you know, you gotta have people you can trust, yeah, and that also have your best interest. Have at you heart. have
1: you had that situation where you're like, wait? Have you called somebody? out will be like, wait. Oh, come listen, on. I've
3: had a couple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a like,
1: couple of
3: situations, you know, uh-huh. like uh, that don't, that don't feel right. Or that didn't sit well. <laughs> like, let me have this conversation with you. And I fumbled them sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I fumbled one probably recently where I was uh-huh. like, I'm just mad. I'm going to tell them about them. Oh, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. not the right way to do it. Uh-huh. It was about me because right. I was mad. That's I'm not mad, right. Yes. Right. If it's about them, right. If it's about really understanding their humanity, but also really doing this from a place of love, this is about their best interest, mm-hmm. not just mine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I fumble. I'm not going to act like I don't. That's a part of the, you know, humility uh, challenge like just recognizing we're going to make mistakes, but we got to be willing to give each other grace, right, and come back into community, uh-huh. right? And so if I do make a mistake, i got to own it, right? And then I have to say, okay, I'm going to do the work to come back, you know, and come back, you know, into this place of wholeness. But if I'm not trying to do the work, that's when it gets hard. Some folks, uh, they, you know, they fumble, and they're like, I don't care. Uh, that's where I struggle. Yeah. Like, nah, you ain't right. Right, right, And right. you got to own that. Mm. um, Because if we want to repair the relationship, then we got to be willing to, to take ownership of uh-huh. where, where we messed up.
1: Yeah. You're a student of philosophy. Yeah, sure. History, I was through the life. History. I'm going that right. Uh, who's, which historical figure uh, aligns with you the most?
3: Ooh,
0: that's a good question. <laughs>
3: um hmm. So I'll say this. I, I don't okay. know if it's a historical figure that aligns with me the most, but there's somebody who I just love. And I used to struggle with this. Okay. Um <laughs> uh so I'm gonna give it two answers, but one is Michelle Obama. Listen, I okay. love her. I have to remind myself, like, listen, that's your cousin. That's okay. She's not.
0: <laughs> she's not. Full <laughs> disclosure. But um, you know, when I
3: was you know, uh, a little bit younger, I used to have people come up to me often, and they'd be like, man, you remind me of Michelle Obama, uh-huh. which is the biggest compliment yeah. ever. But at that time, I was offended. I used okay. to get mad. I'd be like, excuse me? Uh-huh. Well, because she's a articulate, well-dressed black woman, I uh-huh. got to be Michelle Obama? Yeah, so yeah, I would yeah. just get all kinds of upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to gr- grapple with that. Like, why am I upset, right? Are they saying something that's negative? No, like, that's the biggest compliment I could ever get until I was in D.C., uh, a, a few years back, uh, and I happened to be hanging out with friends, and, and one of her, um, I don't even know if I should be telling this story, <laughs> but one of her, her secret <laughs> service detail. they aren't <laughs> supposed to tell you who they work for, right? <laughs> but, but he you know, worked closely with the, the Obamas, and uh-huh. so he's sitting there. I didn't know him. I didn't know who he worked for. He was like, man, i got to tell you, I've been sitting here. I close my eyes. I'm listening to you, kind of watching you, your cadence you remind me so much of Michelle Obama <laughs> yeah. and at that moment I was like I gotta own it. listen I'm taking it. listen I'm taking it I hope I can't I don't listen
1: you know what I'm not gonna lie I was watching uh, some videos of you yeah. doing the, your accepted speech for the the award that you got and it's true I was I it did remind <laughs> me too. <laughs> You, <laughs> listen, you speak go, so well I'm in public, too. i want to
3: take it. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, listen, that's one person who I have to channel all the time. I'm like, listen, because there are moments where I even have imposter syndrome. Uh-huh, I'm like, you know, uh-huh, you're dealing uh-huh. with opposition. You're like, am I doing this right? You, yeah. you know, people are resistant. Like, i like, listen, show Obama's your cousin. Stop <laughs> playing. <laughs> No, the you got this. I got this whole mythical <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. story in my mind uh-huh. to help recenter me. Like, <laughs> this is okay. But, you know, and I got to go back to my faith, you know. So, really, as we talk about, like, historical figures that I, I really try to tap into, you know, I'm going to be just fully transparent. You know, uh-huh. this is not my job and what I do. But everything and everything I try to ascribe goes back to, to my faith. You know, and so, you know, this sounds so, like, cliche, you know, people like, Jesus, right? But uh-huh. but Yeshua, Jesus, however you want to acknowledge uh-huh. him, but, you know, with such a radical figure, right? Like, right. we don't understand the radicalness of, of, of Jesus or Yeshua, right? To be able to push against the grain and say, mm-hmm. listen, y'all, we ain't doing things right. Like, I'm flipping tables. I ain't joining flip tables, uh-huh. right? But but we got to reexamine our hearts, right? We're living in a time of such legality and and legalism, like, we're missing the mark, people, right? Uh, Like, you can be as articulate as you want to be, but, like, if you ain't got love, you're just sounding gongs. So I try to go back to that and, like, reorient my mind on a daily basis of why am I doing this, right? Right. And so that's where, you know, I would say my kind of social justice journey kind of takes me back to, like I said, my family. Uh, And, again, my mother, you know, listen, my mom is a powerhouse. Like powerhouse, uh-huh. I said she was born a different generation. Listen, the Obamas, y'all better know her. <laughs> um, but you know the great evangelist Elizabeth, uh-huh. um, who again was fearless. My mother is fearless, and so it came from her belief system. Like she knew uh-huh. she wasn't accountable to people. I'm not worried about people. Yes. There's a higher power I'm accountable to. So even after this time and this age and this life.
1: That's true that's freedom, so isn't it? Like when you're fearless, when you lo- no longer are accountable. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and again, it's not saying that I don't care about people. I care about you, but I understand why I'm doing what mm, I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Um, and so for me, it, it always goes back to my faith, mm-hmm. right? And, and trying to remind myself, like, because we can get stuck in kind of the mundane, everyday, you know, process of life of yeah. like, okay I'm coming in I you know I do this job and, and our jobs become our identities yeah no that can't be my identity I'm something bigger than just my job yeah. right I'm this this multi-layered individual I'm a mother I'm a, a, a partner a wife you know I'm a, I'm a sister you know I'm a friend like who am I right, right? and so
1: I'm, amaz- I'm it's amazing it's amazing how it's I'm, I'm it's amazing the impact of jesus
3: yeah right. listen i know when we don't usually have these spiritual conversations mm. right people like we go, like can, can we say it like uh-huh. listen uh-huh. jesus yeah, I mean, just
1: listen. as a as a man that walked this earth it, yeah. uh, i mean the fact that we still talk about it, him
3: right but even as a philosopher you know some uh-huh. people you may not believe like oh he may not be the savior to uh, everyone and that's okay mm-hmm. you know i'm never going to tell somebody that has to be their life or what they believe but i will say just his his philosophy right Mm -hmm. like it's so radical Mm -hmm. of like we gotta re-examine this 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 situation right Mm -hmm. and and again we can't get stuck in these boxes of just doing things because we've been told that's how we gotta do it right is it right yes what is righteousness what is love what is that rooted in what is the fruit of the spirit right and so Uh,
1: was it Luther Martin Luther King that said uh there are unjust laws. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Justice anywhere is an injustice everywhere, right? And Mm -hmm. so there are unjust laws, and we got to remember that. Mm -hmm. Laws are created by us. Right. We're people. Yeah. We're valuable. So there's always going to be injustice in the law, right? And so at one point in time, law said I wasn't fully human, Uh right? Like, yes, let me go back to that. Like, I don't... And so that's where we have to go back and go, yeah, and not to tell somebody that you don't obey the laws, right? (laughs) You know, again, I want to say, Paul said, Uh, or, or, you know, you should have said, again, adhere to the laws (laughs) of the land. Adhere to the laws of the land, right, and and give to Caesar what is Caesar, and Uh give to to God what is God's. But, But again, we have to understand that sometimes things are unjust, right? Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's morally right or just. And I think sometimes we conflate that. Like, well, it's legal, so it's right. Yeah, hmm. right. I got to question something, uh-huh. right? Like, is that right? Yeah. Um, and, and really, why was it created, right? Yeah. It's usually in response to something. Uh-huh. Um, but that something may not always prevail over time.
1: What about most recent, like the prominent, you know, historical figures, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Luther King, yeah, Malcolm yeah. X. Yeah, right, listen. Uh, James Baldwin. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, listen, I'm going to tell you who.
1: Um, who w- 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 because they all w- were different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Malcolm X was a separatist in simple, yeah, simple yeah, words, yeah, right? Saying, right? Um, where Martin Luther King right, right. was right. hard and you know, yeah, yeah, peace. you know, he was
3: like, yeah, a nonviolence, right? Right. Try to take a non-violent uh-huh. approach. I wouldn't say Malcolm was violent. He never, you know, said take violence. But again, he know, would just
1: say like, like listen, you hit me, you I gotta hit you back. Yourself, uh-huh. Right. It was about
3: self. D- defense, right, and, and, and self-determination uh, in many ways. But, you know, I would say, like, the, the person, if this is what you're asking, like, I, I really try to ascribe to is, is the great Mother Bell Hooks. Um, she's a black feminist scholar. Okay. Oh, profound, profound. Um, and so, you know, again, I, I would say a lot of her work, especially around, like, marginality theory, uh-huh. um, like living on the margins, you know, it's just so profound. And that really shifted my thinking. Uh-huh. um specifically as a as a younger black woman at one point in time where you know sometimes you feel like you're on the outside and it, it was brother malcolm who talks about you know uh, uh the the woman at greatest risk is the black woman right like the black woman has mm-hmm. has in this history at least of contemporary us history you know have have always been you know uh relegated to the margins right uh-huh. been on the outside right uh-huh. and, and it, everything in opposition of us is considered beauty, right? Uh And so really reclaiming the margin, right? Like, so sometimes you think being on the outside is a problem. No, there's sometimes a benefit on being on the margin. And so kind of reclaiming that power, because when I'm on the margin, I'm seeing everything from Uh a different angle, but I'm also seeing you and I'm seeing you and I'm Uh seeing you and I'm seeing you and you don't often see me, but I understand very intricately, how this system is working.
0: Uh-huh. I can
3: see it from a different vantage point. And so there's a beauty and there's a benefit in being in the margin sometimes. So you know, I have to remind myself that, you know, when I sometimes film on the margin, like, uh, that's okay because you're seeing it from a different perspective, right? And this gives S- you...
1: So she promoted uh, em- uh, right, like embracing this... Yes, yeah, um,
3: so, you know, and really embracing, uh, like, who we are as black women, right? Uh-huh. Um, um, So... Uh, at understanding our power, you know, like I think, because again, historically, Black women have been told that you are powerless, right? Our bodies, you know, we talk about even our bodies were, at one point in time, something we didn't even have ownership of, right? right? And so it's it's really trying to reclaim and reaffirm not just who we are, but the gifts and talents that lie within us, and the the historical knowledge and wisdom that that kind of is within us that we hold that we don't often consciously recognize but we move from right like there's a beauty in the black woman right uh-huh. I'm going to tell you uh-huh. about yourself I'm going to tell you about life and there's some of the wisest individuals you'll ever meet because of the opposition we've had to experience throughout the course of recent contemporary history so
1: people of color African American black people mm-hmm. especially um the, the I think I'd like to credit for like let's let's uh, pop culture, for example, yeah. music, yeah. art, and yeah. you know, dance, and even to this day, TikTok. It's first it's about African American, right. then it, then it takes over, right. and then we you know,
3: Defined in a lot of ways the culture, and we can't run from that in ways, right? Not all there's there's an amalgamation of all kinds of cultures, yeah, but, um, yeah,
1: and, and you know, uh, Harriet Tubman, for example, mm-hmm. she was integral part of yeah. of the. Underground uh, Railroad, right? Freeing, you know, or at least the the movement right. of 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 freeing slaves. Yeah, and uh, at some point, uh, black women would breastfeed the like slave owners.
3: Often, right? Right. Uh huh. Right. Right. That's what. Right. We're nurses, um, right? We talk about nursing. Mm-hmm. Right, so
1: now, people of color, black women, black men, I I mean, are put in this DEI jobs to to drive the conversation forward yet again in a way at least that's kind of how i i'm kind of you know seeing it a little bit um so uh, there's not a question there it's just like credit is where credit is due Um,
3: and it's history right Mm -hmm. and, and you know i always have to remind myself and others it's not that we have some type of superpower, though I would, you know, I think we <laughs> have some superpowers. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> however, I will say it comes from a resiliency that's rooted in oppression, mm. right? And so when we can understand what oppression does to people, you know, it's like the diamond and the coal, right? When you get squeezed so tight and so hard and there's so much pressure is put on it, it turns into the uh-huh. diamond, right? Uh-huh. It turns into a diamond. And so there are gems that we gain from. Oppression, not to say it's okay. Oppression is not okay, right? None of us should have to live oppressed. So this is not endorsing, like, uh, continue oppression Uh and be happy living in it. No, that's not right, and it it should not be. Uh, But there is a resiliency that you build. There is a perspective that you develop, right? There's a creativity that comes from it. Um, And so that's where I think you see, like, this real creative arts Mm, culture. We are kind of the the, the torchbearers, I would say, of culture oftentimes within the U.S. at least. Um, And I would say globally in many ways. But, you know, there is something that happens in these spaces where Uh when you, you know, are are being pushed by all these external elements, there's a creativity that Mm. comes from it. There's uh, an awareness that comes from it, right? And so you're starting to question things like, this don't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like what, we, what y'all tell me is that this is, you know, this is right and free. Just this, this don't feel that right and uh-huh. free. So you start to question things. And so, you know, I think it just comes from um, the historical experiences of, of African Americans in, in the U.S. or black people in the U.S., those, you know, who come from enslavement. Um, you know, there there is, some, there is some knowledge, you know, there's a lot of wisdom and knowledge that came from those experiences. And again, it wasn't right. Um, but... It built a resilience,
1: uh-huh. right? And also the uh, strength to, like, say something about it and, mm. and do something about it, right? Right, right, uh,
3: right. But, you know, and again, we've been uh, we've been experimenting with this for over 400 years, mm. right? And so mm. we've been trying to make sense of this for 400 years, you know, yeah. since the first enslaved Africans were brought over in 1619, right? Um, the 20 or, 20 or so folk who were brought over, and so... We've been trying to and again it was it wasn't quite chattel slavery at that time, but it it morphed and it you know, and transformed into that. And so we've been questioning this for centuries, right? Uh-huh. And trying to make sense of it. Uh-huh. Someone's saying you're not a human, but I know I'm a human, uh-huh. right? Like you are saying you aren't worth anything, but I know I'm worth uh-huh. something. Like you're comparing me to animal, but no, I know I'm worth more. And so you're always questioning, right? Mm. And so there's I think it just kinda comes through the experience and the history.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that Tupac makes sense. said, uh, "What did he say? Uh, a rose can grow out of a cement, uh, right? Concrete, I, I cement, con- concrete. concrete, right? I think
3: it is. So, right, that's it. Yeah. Right. So the circumstances around you may look bleak, but there's always a hope.
1: Yeah. There's a hope, and so and I d- I rather be like that because or think in those terms of like you know positivity mm-hmm. and good energy mm-hmm. eventually goes further because there there is a section of society that uh are hopeless, you know, they're pushed mm-hmm. to the fringes of society. Right. And um disin- you know, disenfranchised or disillusioned voters that they don't vote, right. they don't participate, right. which is kinda against of what your program is, which is like engage with your city council, talk to them, meet them, see who right. they are and right. um uh, right. uh, so then you so then something can happen because right. if, if you're on disillusion and hopeless, and you think that nothing happens, then you're p- kind of playing into the hands of the of the, of the powers that want you to feel that way. Right,
3: and that's it, right? So we're we're, <laughs> and we have to reclaim sometimes, you know, um, our our spaces, our voices, um, and and that's why it's important that we're doing this together. Excuse me. Um, so it's not just you know, us kind of being relegated to just one area or just one, you know, one industry, even back to your point of like, you know, black people kind of always been leading kind of this Uh DEI space. Right. And I think there's reasons why, like I said, there's histories, Uh Um, but um, we also don't want to be relegated to just one space. Right. Uh I I would, (laughs) I I just find it interesting. I would tell my students, so I'm kind of going off on a a sidebar, but (laughs) one of my colleagues and I will always tell students, we're like, we want to do what you do. And I'm like, Baby, you better go get that engineering <laughs>
0: degree. Okay, let me
3: let you get yeah. get that computer science degree. N- n- listen, I uh-huh. need you to be in these other areas where you can make an impact because yeah. we don't want to be relegated to just one space. But we also have to be willing to pull other people in, right? Yeah. And not to say it's just on our backs, no. Lorenzo saying say, at the bridge called my back. It's not on just us, right? This is where it's everybody's job, right? And we all got to come together and start having not just a conversation, but a willingness to, to take action and say, okay, we want to become a better society. We want to be a better country. We're looking at our country right now. We're so polarized. And not to say we haven't always been in many ways, but I think uh-huh. it was at least... Suppressed in ways, and now you know we got to a place where things have become so emboldened. There is so much, you know, hate and xenophobia and and all sorts of stuff that's happening right now. That you know, again, we got to lower the temperature because we're not going to survive if we don't. Uh Like, we we, all we got is each other, Uh and until we understand that, like, no, you can't escape. We we can't escape these things. Right, we're at a point where it's either we're gonna have to start working together, or we're all going to perish together. Yeah. So
1: well this conversation is uh for a lifetime yeah. uh someone told me Isaiah Knox has actually told me I said how do you how do you you know why do you do what you do you know he's the director of uh, uh urban dreams right. he's Ooh. like man this is this is for a lifetime we're just doing our piece yeah. you know that's and it somebody else in the future is going to do their piece it's just more of a which I was like wow you know, see, we can talk about this and continue talking about it. And, uh, but I'll leave with this. I don't know who said it, and I'd like to give them credit, but I don't know who said it, but they said, uh, listen, to black woman.
3: That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so
1: thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, I'm, this is exactly what I was hoping and what I was expecting, and it over, uh, surpassed my expectations of this conversation. So I'm sure we'll be... Talking again, yes, working together, hopefully, yes. and uh, seeing how we can do our Let's our little together. part. That's yes, it. we
3: gotta build together, and that's for everyone.
1: Thank you. Yes, thank you. There you have it, Audrey Kennis, the director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for the City of West Des Moines. I like how uh, you had to read it. I know because you know this is part of the. I'm uh, um, Exhibit A on like how the problem yes and how you know uh you know we need to talk about this more so people understand and they don't just kind of use it as a tag and like use it against you know weaponizing the 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 word you know to to their to fit their benefit so that's why i think it's important just to kind of unpackage this and see what what it is i'm gonna stick with what she said what is it to be fully human like That's the, that's what I'm going to stick with for, you know, so, so then it's, if you started from there, (laughs) we're fucking dumb. (laughs) We don't have, yourself, <laughs> don't have anything man. We don't have anything to contribute. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm just asking questions to We're her. We're just so We're small learning. potatoes man. Yeah, we have nothing to offer. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing. you know what? We are nothing. We're that's scum. a good thing <laughs> <We're filth>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We need to I uh, we need but I I like going into conversations not knowing because that's what yeah, me, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. makes me a good that's interviewer. That's the best part. Yeah, like I don't, I'm okay it with. It sucks not knowing. like going
2: into a conversation like knowing what the other person's gonna say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's you know the next the next few guests that uh that I'm that we're gonna have. They know this like they they have it in their, you know it's they're they're thinkers. So like if you ask them a question, they they answer it with elegance and like, you know, if I ask you something, let me see. All right, what is uh, it to be? <laughs> what is it to be fully human, Kenji? Fuck <laughs>
2: <you>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> you fuck!
0: <laughs> You're looking, your
1: eyes are like. <laughs> <laughs> you, <bro>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but. That's uh, this. That's the um, journey I'm embarking on. The, the diversity, equity, and inclusion. An inclusion conversation. And we'll just see where it goes. I bet you in a few months, we're going to have a better understanding of it. And hopefully somebody sees this and well, they can share it. Like the company, once it grows more,
2: you have to. Yes. Yes. Because you have to. You, you just got to, you know, uh, keep everyone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in your mind and in your thoughts. Yes. Everybody has to be included. Yes.
1: Yes. We're a it's perfect a, example. The more yeah. we grow, the more we can't just be telling each other to fuck off. Yeah, right. Well. Uh, well, I can still tell you that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> but. But yeah, truly like like private. Like as private. an
1: organization. We have to think about all this stuff, uh, so then we can retain. And this is key for a company, like to retain talent. Retention is a big word in in, in employment, right? In the in especially now. Uh, yeah, hiring, retention, culture, like all those are. That almost blows my
2: mind that 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 there are people that push against this, mm. knowing that you have a problem with retention, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Look inward. How about how yeah. about include everybody? Yeah, yeah. How about don't be a dickhole? Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: like,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know, like it's it's a it's a valid point. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Don't be don't be an it, ass. It, uh, include having, everybody. If you're having hiring problems and retention problems, look inside. Right. Look internally. Something's wrong, because people are leaving and people don't want to come to your team. And uh, I mean, it's not an easy task, but but it's also not impossible right. if you're really willing to open your mind and just be like, oh, all right, you know, um, that's why big corporations are doing it because they're not dumb. They know that it's there's a there's a dollar sign attached to this, and it's on the plus side too. It's not just an investment just to, but like they gain more money. Corporations are making more money by being more conscious about their culture and their. So, I think let's leave it at that. So then we don't like break it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and uh, share, comment, uh, suggest, like, uh, subscribe. Subscribe. There's no subscription yet. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, is on YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. If you're
2: if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. Yeah. Like the video.
1: Yeah. We're gonna keep doing this.
2: Hit the bell, too. Yeah. So you can get notifications. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Yeah, do that. All right. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time.